3: I, I feel like we almost need to do a public service announcement to young conservatives because uh, when I was younger, we would, we would try to emulate Ronald Reagan and the positive, the optimism. I still have it. I still think America's greatest days lie ahead. I still think you know we can find a middle ground. We we don't have to be hateful. I mean that shaped, uh, at least uh, me and a lot of other people growing up to believe. Uh, that you can disagree with everything that tip o'neill agrees just uh, uh believes and tip o'neill can disagree with everything that you believe in and yet at the end of the day you can talk and have a rule that at six o'clock at night which they did politics was put to the side and they became friends never became personal and and think about What they were able to accomplish. We've we've unfortunately, conservatives have been growing up over the past five, six, seven, eight years thinking the way to win is to be hateful. The way to win is to lie. The way to win is I hate to use this word, but with Tucker Carlson, it fits better than any gaslighting. The the very things that are a lie, you call it the truth and say they want, they don't want you, they're lying to you when they tell you this about January 6th. So they're lying to you. And we're the only ones telling you the truth and da, 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 da. And people watching for the most part, they dig below it. Let's take his face off, please. I want to I'd rather look at David while I'm saying this. (laughs) They know he's lying. They know he's, but they think, oh, wow, he's getting away with it. I can get away with it. I I just feel like we need to just stop at this point. And as I've been saying for the last year, the laws of gravity are returning. That if you lie about parents whose five-year-old children were slaughtered, you will go bankrupt. If you try to beat the hell out of cops, who were trying to stop a riot to overthrow the federal government, you will be thrown in jail. If and and I could go on and on and on. There are consequences, even for Tucker Carlson, the most powerful person in, in, in cable news, the most powerful person at Fox. There are consequences to all of these actions. And and nobody's perfect. But the arrogance, the arrogance that we've seen time and time again, fueled by Trumpism, is just getting called out time and time again. By the way, by liberal judges, by moderate judges, and by conservative Federalist Society judges.
1: Well, that's exactly right, Joe. And, you know, I think it's really important to put out where Republican morality has failed. In many ways, the law has prevailed. And that's what you're talking about with the the the. uh the prosecution of the January 6th defendants, where you're talking about the giant settlement that Fox has paid to Dominion, probably more checks to come in the future. Uh, and even in the Tucker Carlson situation, there's reporting that the Abby Grossberg lawsuit that was exposing um, sexism and bigotry in the workplace was a factor in Tucker Carlson's. Fi-
0: OK, we're going to put a pin in it right there. Uh, we're going to get back to that control room. Just, just hold it. Hold it right there because that's so um, – I actually thought – my producer said before, and hey, they got a PSA up. I actually thought – I'll get the fish hook out right now. I th- actually thought it was a PSA. We got Burquam and Anthony Aguero down at the border. Big breaking news about when Title 42 lifts this invasion, as we talked about last night on the 6 o'clock show. I've got the Darren Beattie from, um, from um, Revolver. I could play another five minutes of that because Joe and them were on a roll. But t- t- the obsession with Tucker Carlson, the obsession yeah. with our populist nationalist movement, sixty minutes with revolver—you see right there—they're they, they, frothing at the mouth. This is this is their target. They're, they're put. Somebody put up an ad last night. Uh, one of the packs that they're running against ultra maga. They're running against maga extremism. Right. Your thoughts and observations, sir.
2: Well, there's a lot going on there, as you say. I mean, one clear dimension that's, you know, barely beneath the subtext is extreme, bubbling, professional jealousy. I mean, it must bother them to no end that um, Tucker Carlson just left them in the dust as far as ratings. And also, they might have still some smidgen of conscience left buried deep down in them that tells them that Tucker's actually saying things that they kind of think they should say, but they're too scared, and they sold themselves a long time ago. So I think there's a lot of interesting. And, cheap. and Tucker's and, making
0: twenty million. You know, exactly. we, we're a free market society. Tucker's making twenty million a year. All exactly. these guys combined aren't making twenty million a year.
2: Exactly, and so there there are so many reasons for just personal and professional resentment that come to the fore when you listen to these things. But then there's the broader issue of simply, as I've said in other contexts, I've said on the show, now I'm thrilled to be in studio to be able to say it again in person, is that, you know, Tucker Carlson was a fluke on national television. You know, it's one thing, you know, I came to War Room all the time. We talked about the January 6th stuff all the time. That's for a special audience. That's for an informed audience. That's for an engaged audience. But to speak to a national audience on primetime, you're not supposed to be allowed to talk about. You're not. You got to stay very, very carefully in the playpen. You got to be like Killmead and and just you know give the yuck yuck, give the, you know give the slop. I call it cattle slop. You just got to give slop gruel to the cattle, and that's all you're supposed to do. And it looks like that's where Fox is going right now. 100. They're returning to the era cattle slop. Hang
0: we say returning, Tucker. With the hour of populist nationalism every night, and he had a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people that are registered Republican that are really kind of low-information voters. When you consider the readers of Revolver and, and and War Room are activists, that are engaged every day. Tucker was reaching them, and he was reaching what I call the Bernie Bros or Tim Pool audience: Right. African Americans and, and and young disaffected males who you know think they're being lied to. That was the right. new audience he's bringing in. The rest of the rest of Fox. Even to the degree they started to come over to the right, it was because Tucker's audience was so big and it was becoming a gravitational pull Absolutely. to do that. They're going to go back to the – stand. Oh, look, the, the Murdochs who made the decision to fire him because they wanted that they, – they don't want populist nationalism in that slot – are are um, you know they're 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 all about uh, you know neoliberal neocons. They have the RNC talking points. You're getting Lindsey Graham and Tom Cotton, it's the right. support of the wars, the support of Wall Street. Don't go too hard on the budget deficits. All of that. That's what Tucker was counter to in reaching right. a broader audience. And but, but why did these people go after him as an extremist? This right. is what the, this is the this is the mantra they're doing. You see it here now on MSNBC. Is Tucker Carlson an extremist?
2: Well, I mean, he's an extremist with respect to the radical and malicious agenda of the corrupt and illegitimate filth that run the regime. He's not an extremist with respect to the interests and beliefs of the American people. In fact, he's very much in line with those interests and beliefs and his ratings speak for that. So the idea of calling the person who has the highest rated show on national television an extremist, I mean, you might as well call the vast majority of the American people extremists, which is frankly what they do. It has nothing to do with one's orientation relative to others. Extremism is simply a disparaging term they use to refer to anyone who objects to the masters who control them, to the Murdochs, to the handful of powerful and corrupt people who think they have the right to dictate opinion to the rest of the American masses. So the extremists, like so many other terms that they use, disinformation, whatnot, all the terms they use are not only fake, but they're actually telling because they actually describe what the people using them are and what they're doing.
0: Let me. Let's. Talk, I want to go to. Uh, we got Ben Berkwam on, on the border. I want to talk about this extremism for a second. It's one of the things that Tucker would very much focus on. I also think Tucker was very close to President Trump. And and you and I have this uh, debate behind the scenes. You know, brotherly fight. M- me with the CCP. You saying the administrative state, the deep state's the number one enemy not the CCP, I think Tucker and the president would come down on your side, that the administrative state and the deep state, which I rank number two, is the most mortal threat. Let's go to the border, and here's why. Yesterday on this show, we had a congressman, Andy Biggs, Mm -hmm. that sat there and said he just got off a conference call with certain executives in big counties on the border in Arizona. And they were telling them they had just had a briefing by Border Patrol that says along the uh, the southern border of the United States, there's 700,000 to a million illegal aliens prepared. When Title 42 comes off, they're they're basically prepared, he said, to storm the gates. And the Border Patrol is not prepared for it. The Biden regime is not prepared for this. So this Title 42 that comes off is going to be something. And, 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 of course, the mainstream media will not cover this. In fact, Joe Scarborough said right there, for us even talking about it, we're extremists. Do we have Ben Burkwam, Real America's Voice, Ben Burkwam and uh, Brother Aguero uh, down? uh, Ben, where are you guys today?
4: I'm, I'm over here in Matamoros, Steve. I'm right on the Mexico side of the border. Uh, Anthony is on the other side in Brownsville. We were reporting from there yesterday. I'm actually in that camp we were in uh, about a month ago, and it, is, it has grown uh, probably double or triple what it was then. It had over 1,000 then. It has more than that now, and the, what's happening is as they come in, they're just going across. We have 2,000 people a day crossing here, and we were, I was interviewing people this morning, and they're all saying the CVP-1 isn't working, uh, as, as Mayorkas lied yesterday again. And said it was. It's just an absolute joke. And this is before Title Forty Two goes away. They are lining up. They are mobilizing. And it's 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 going to be a mass invasion when that goes away. It's already a mass invasion, but it's even going to be worse.
0: Hang on, but come to you guys. Just hold for one second. This is what one of the things that Tucker very much focused on: the invasion of the southern border. Absolutely. And and for that, they call him a white nationalist, a uh, white supremacist, which is not the case whatsoever. One of the things is not these people are they're suffering on the, on the, in, in these camps. You saw 42 of them, I think, died in a fire a couple of weeks ago. But this is the mainstream media. We had Todd Bensman in there yesterday in Renoso, or just got back to Renoso, 15,000 Haitians are waiting for, for Title 42. How can a guy like Tucker Carlson report that fact, which you see on his show more than all Fox combined about right. this, and he's called an extremist?
2: Well, again, I mean, these are the things that the American people care about, but you're not supposed to talk about, according to the corrupt and illegitimate filth that run the regime and who are, by the way, actively sponsoring this invasion of the country. Um, so, I mean, in, in the grand sweep of history, there I don't think there's ever been a precedent whereby the illegitimate rulers of a regime, no matter how bad they are, no matter what kind of iniquities they visit upon their people, I've never heard of an instance of them just welcoming this mass invasion in order to dispossess their own people. Even Chairman Mao in China, who is one of the most brutal and murderous um, dictators in history. I like to speculate. Can you imagine somebody going up to Mao, one of his advisors, and saying, "You know, I've got a great idea. Why don't we open up the borders to China and just allow a mass invasion, such that in forty or fifty years, China will no longer be Chinese?" Even the sociopath, you know, devil Mao would look that person in the eye and say, "Are you insane?" I think that's. (laughs) I think it'd
0: actually be a bullet to the back of the head, knowing the way Mao rolled. Okay, real quickly, I want to go back to Ben. Ben. You, you talk CP1, it's an app. It is, it's not just an invitation anymore. There's an organized process for the invasion of our country that's quite well thought through. Am I correct, sir?
4: Yes. And if you listen to the press conference yesterday, everything he said as he, as it's all double speak, he's saying we're going to close it. The border's closed. But then he says he's expanding it to Nicaragua and Honduras. Everything they say is the exact opposite. And we're down here talking to people. You can see behind me, we have women and children, thousands of them in this slop, in this filth living down here because they've gotten the invitation from Joe Biden. And, and now they're here. They're ready to go. It's setting it up. Basically, Washington DC set up this disaster so that then they, then they can say, Oh, see, now we have to do something about it, but they created it. They created this entire thing, and, and it's all on them. And it uh, like you said, it's an app. They can't run the app. I think they don't want to run the app. I think they want this to happen.
0: Right. Ben Burkwam, Real America's Voice. Anthony Aguero is uh, down on the U.S. side. Uh, I've got Darren Beatty, the founder, publisher, editor of Revolver News, uh, very close to Tucker Carlson. Been on the show a lot, in fact, 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes uh, went after Tucker, but there was 15 mentions of revolver about the Ray Epps situation. Short commercial break. Also, Richard Barris. Some unbelievable polling from Emerson. Going to get to all that next. Before. COVIDtaxrelief.org dot got a small retail business almost eighty thousand dollars. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, and covidtaxrelief.org dot just got a large distribution business, almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDTaxRelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDTaxRelief.org. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org, COVIDTaxRelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with covidtaxrelief.org. Host Stephen K. Okay, welcome back. Um, We got an all-star lineup today. I want to get back. uh, Matt Boyle uh, wrote an incredible piece. And just make sure people know Matt is the lead uh, political editor think the national political editor uh, at Breitbart and uh, his first job was with Tucker Carlson over at Daily Caller. Matt was also very close to Andrew Breitbart. Uh, Matt came over uh, to uh, Breitbart from Daily Caller, stayed very close to Tucker. Matt was the guy with Tony Lee. I, I sicked on Megyn Kelly and the Fox team after the first debate in uh, 2004. 15, 2015, the first debate, when they tried to kneecap Trump, Brett Baier and Megyn Kelly tried to kneecap Trump in the first eight minutes of that. So those guys went after her, and the rest is history. Breitbart didn't back down. One of the reasons we didn't back down, we had no financial relationship with Fox, and I had done that on purpose, and I had a great relationship and a lot of respect for Roger Ailes. But Ailes would tell you, when Murdoch wanted something, and Murdoch wanted that, Murdoch wanted the hit on Trump right of the box in, in, 20, uh, in 2015. He now, uh, Matt's done an incredible job. This piece is very uh, well reported, researched, and that's just because it reinforces what I've been saying. But what they've done, they've made a strategic decision. They want that block back at 8 o'clock at night. They don't want Tucker Carlson talking to four million, four and a half million uh, people who are not just Trump supporters, but other people, too, talking populism, nationalism, talking about the administrative state, talking about the deep state, bring up all the topics he would bring up. Look at Tucker in the, in the last two weeks. A great interview with Trump, but a great interview with Bobby Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Right. And Tucker's always, I mean, quite frankly, the 60 Minutes thing, they went after Tucker personally, but the whole thing was popping up revolver where Tucker had given you the platform to get to a broader audience on right. the J6 and the Ray Epps piece. Give me your assessment. And and here's the thing with the with the Breitbart article. What they intend to do, and they may not be able to do it for a whole host of reasons, but what they intend to do is continue to pay Tucker the $20 million a year and keep him off of it. Because Tucker, could go, he could go build his own channel. He could join a channel. He could build a live stream. He's got every option. When you, that kind of audience, and his little video the other night, the two-minute video, I think he's got 70 million downloads. Right. So right. He, he can do anything he wants. Right. But remember, they're, $20 million to them, and they're tight as, as ticks, but $20 million to them is tip money to keep him off. And this was my pitch at CPAC. The, Murdoch's number one objective is to stop populist nationalism. That is what yep. they, they want to do. They are neoliberal neocons, part of the, global, the globalist system. And that's why they took Tucker Carlson off. You, as close as anybody, your your thoughts and observations?
2: No, I think it's it's a very perceptive analysis. The Breitbart piece by Boyle, it's probably the best one that I've seen um, analyzing the issue. It's kind of harkens back to the golden era of of Breitbart it's kind of nostalgic let's, let's not that go sense. there let's not go there
0: let's not go there um, no but Boyle's still he's still on point
2: yeah, yeah absolutely no and and it's very perceptive and again like structurally it makes it makes sense there's the managerial aspect Murdoch's they want to restore that kind of Top down narrative control, where everybody is on message and the same thing. They have little mediocre puppets like Kilmeade and you know the other you know the other jokesters who just kind of drink their coffee and laugh and you know it's just completely vacuous. It's what I called cattle slop. They want to go back to just slopping, giving the cattle their slop, and unfortunately a lot of people. You know they're okay with that, but that's where they want to go. They want to return to the top-down narrative control. Um, Tucker could not be controlled, and also there was a, a dimension of the Boyle piece about Bongino. Bongino yes. similarly couldn't be controlled, and it, it just so happens to be that uh, Tucker and Bongino were the only people on Fox that would uh, talk about revolver news, <laughs> <laughs> talk about the January six. You know, it's it just it it uh, it's a remarkable. Um, It's a remarkable coincidence there. But yes, they want to take Tucker off the table. They want to take that message off the table. As I pointed out, it was a fluke that Tucker was on national TV in the first place. He kind of got his position because the Murdochs tried so hard to kill Trump in 2016. And when they failed, even the Murdochs knew that they had to pay some kind of lip service to the populist nationalist movement that Trump represented. So they say, "Okay, we'll give Tucker this this slot here. Little did they know. That you know Tucker was not a Kilmeade. Tucker was something completely different, completely unique, with respect not only to his colleagues at Fox, but with respect to the entire American media. Well,
0: he he combined a uh, a a unique uh, intellect. That's he's a curious guy. So he's got a deep intellect and curious. Number two, he's always been anti-authoritarian. Even at Daily Caller, where he and I disagreed, Breitbart was much more populist nationalist. He was not at the time. He's always been anti-authoritarian and kind of anti-establishment. Right. Right. He had that streak. Then you add the facts, and his staff, people forget, he built that team of producers and writers were the best in prime time on legacy media, bar none. I mean, he had a team. It's one of the reasons McCarthy came to him with the 41,000 hours. It just wasn't Tucker himself. It was the team that he had built that could go through the video and make his pieces. It was the best produced show on Ma- legacy mainstream media prime time, I would say Rachel Maddow is that level. That's how good I think Mad- Maddow's a well I don't agree with her content, but it's a well-produced show. Tucker was so much above the rest of the Fox stuff, right? right? And the rest, quite frankly, the last stuff you see on conservative But unlike –
2: it's interesting you bring up Maddow because, you know, her. the ratings are certainly not comparable. But if we look at the content, though, and I'm not – incredibly familiar with Maddow's show, so maybe I'm wrong here, but there are numerous instances. As I pointed out, Tucker is unique not only with respect to Fox News, with respect to the American media generally. And there are a number of critical instances in which Tucker Carlson was the lone voice of dissent, the lone alternative view, with respect to the broad sweep of American media as such. I can't think of a single example in which Maddow or anyone else um, can say we're the only people on American media covering this alternative point of view on yes. a critical issue. Tucker was the only person well, who did that, especially when it came to foreign policy. The
0: the one that jumps off the page obviously is Ukraine. Right. I mean, he was the only voice. I mean, MSNBC and CNN have gone all in to the deep state. I Absolutely. Mean, where it was the New York Times and the Washington Post that broke these massive stories of the Pentagon Papers, we all back in the '60s and '70s. That's gone. They're the chi- they're the they're the PR department for the uh, for, for the regime, right? It was Tucker, and I think that, hey, don't let it be lost on people. His stance on Ukraine and the intellectual rigor he brought to that not only helped all of us change the attitude on the Ukraine, people have been anti this Ukraine war from the beginning, but he was starting to get noticed because it's in prime time, and he's getting people that are not already activists and, and, and true believers, but he's getting those... Uh, you know, what I call the entrepreneurial class or managerial class that is really, quite frankly, low information when it comes to politics. Right. Getting those, exposing those to, well, hold it. I thought, you know, Nikki Haley told me this was for freedom and democracy. Exactly. Right? I'm hearing something different. What? You know, Tim Scott and and, uh, and, uh, uh, all the guys in South Carolina or uh, Lindsey and everybody are telling me it's all, you know, we should be doing this like we did in Iraq and Afghanistan. And then you heard one of the very first pieces Politico did was how in the Pentagon they're laughing. Remember, they're the, celebrating. They're, celebrating. Yeah. they're saying this is great. They're high fiving. You know, Tucker Carlson's gone. What does that say about What does that say about the military industrial complex? Well,
2: what it says is that all primetime media, and again, we can get to the sixty minutes thing because they're a clear example of this. All legacy primetime media, all of it is effectively state controlled media. Tucker was the lone exception. Now he's gone. And of course, the military industrial complex cheers because, especially in the Pentagon, they're cheering because not only did Tucker expose the hypocrisy and the ridiculousness of the stated war aims. He exposed the ridiculousness and incompetence on the personnel level, yes. just how self-important yes. and utterly yes. mediocre yes. these military officials yes. really are at the highest levels in the Pentagon. These people are empty suits. They're nothings. All they do is coast along, taking their marching yep. orders from lobbyists and the defense contractors yep. until they can retire and take you know, a nice... Forty fifty dollars 50000 a month contract from some, you know, Middle Eastern country. That's basically... Or get the, on the border, get on the border, Raytheon. Exactly. Like
0: and another guy, another person thought like that was Donald Trump. Let's go, let me go to Ben Burkwam. Ben, you see this in the coverage of this border crisis. We have Congressman tell 700,000 or people in Arizona, officials saying 700,000 to a million, they're being told, are prepped now at the border after Title 42 comes off, a potential massive surge that they're blaming uh, they're blaming Republicans to, to, to try to balance the budget. It's now the Republicans that are taking all the guys off the border. Ben Burkwam, your analysis, sir.
4: Uh, Steve I got to put the backpack down for this I was actually walking through the camp but this one pisses me off so much hang on a second actually actually let me walk and talk as we talk about this the the just the abject lies coming from Joe Biden to blame the Republicans and and just make no mistake the only reason why I got to clarify this nobody has said this yet so far the only reason why they want more money is to give more money to the United Nations to the NGOs that are operating this tra- child trafficking and trafficking operation down here they don't They don't want to actually fix the problem. They don't want more money for border patrol. They don't want more money for fencing and walls. They don't want more money for infrastructure. They want more money so that they can pay off the NGOs that are profiting billions of dollars. It's an absolute lie. Not only should the Republicans not give more money to this, the first thing, every single House Republican, if you're watching this, every single uh, citizen in America needs to call your House Republicans and say, defund these NGOs. You want to stop this real quick, you stop the operation. You stop the ability for them to traffic people through the United States. That's where it's coming from, these NGOs. Uh, and, and this you can see right here. I walk down into the camp. I'm going to actually walk you through in a minute when you tell me to. But this, the camp is massive. And you can see behind me that area of water in the river. That's actually where they're crossing. Everywhere else in the river, it's full of reeds. There's three spots here they're crossing. You've got the National Guard, Mexican National Guard set up here as optics, just like we've seen before, pretending like they're stopping it, but they're not stopping anybody.
0: Your government has a program to uh, exacerbate the invasion on the southern border. You know, Tucker says it was the great replacement theory, but he said it about American citizens. It was not about race or ethnicity, it was about American citizens. They're flooding the zone with people that are not citizens. And it's an active, ongoing program. We're going to break it all down. We Anthony Aguero, Ben Burkman. We also have Richard Barris and some politics. All next in the world. I don't know about you. It takes a lot to shock me these days. But to see our judicial system resemble a third world banana republic, to see trusted American companies embrace insane and destructive woke ideologies is frankly depressing. We must fight back. And that starts with changing the way we spend our money. For years, big mobile companies have been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we had to take it because there was not another option. Well, there is one now. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks, so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke propaganda push by leftists working hard to destroy this great country. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support free speech and religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military and veterans and first responders, the heroes. Now, Patriot Mobile's 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code BANNON. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. This is PatriotMobile.com Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Take action today. Stop giving your money to people that hate you and hate what you stand for. Back the only Christian conservative wireless provider. Patriot Mobile. Take action today. Stephen K. Bannon. around the the globe, an exemplary nation, and that has a booming middle class in this country
3: that can sustain democracy.
4: We should note that during our conversation, Kennedy made false claims about the COVID-19 vaccines. Data shows that the COVID-19 vaccines prevented millions of hospitalizations and deaths from the disease. He also made misleading claims about the relationship between vaccination and autism. Research shows that vaccines and the ingredients used for the vaccines do not cause autism, including multiple studies involving more than a million children and major medical associations like the American Academy of Pediatrics and the advocacy group Autism Speaks. We've used our editorial judgment and not including extended portions of that exchange in our interview. We thank Mr. Kennedy for the conversation.
0: Okay, let me be blunt. ABC News. This is what they think of you, as American citizens. Audience, it's too dangerous to have Bobby Kennedy up there answering a question. Their editorial judgment. They cut it, and then they give this context where it's all false, right on on the vax and COVID and everything like that. Where are we as a republic of free-thinking men and women when you have one of the major – that's Disney, by the way. If you're going to go to Disneyland and you supporting that, that's Disney right there, ABC Disney, Disney, ABC. Your thoughts, sir?
2: Well, I mean, yet again. This be- is the reason Tucker Carlson
0: is not on prime time exactly,
2: anymore. Exactly. Yet again the only thing you're supposed to see on mainstream-approved television, which is sort of the gateway into consensus reality. You know, there are a lot of things that we know and we can establish as fact, but they're just talked about, you know, on the internet or here and there. People underestimate the kind of imprimatur of television, even as a crumbling legacy sort of medium. It's still kind of the gateway into consensus reality. Once it's spoken on an approved mainstream channel, it can be something as sort of enlisted as a legitimate part of the discourse. And that's why the gatekeeping function is so critical. And that's why the American citizen, you're only supposed to see cattle slop. The cattle are only supposed to get cattle slop. And the cattle aren't supposed to... Um, hear anything you know questionable about the vaccines or about Big Pharma or about, generally speaking, the disastrous policy response that our officials had to COVID. The cattle are not supposed to hear that because then they would moo angrily. You can't you can't hear that and so luckily they have. Whoever this woman was, to step in like a good, like a good nanny, like a good, you know, nurse ratchet at the insane asylum, and say, "Oh, oh, I'm sorry, you're not supposed to hear that. Would you like your medicine now? Would you like your medicine? You're not supposed to hear that. Don't trouble yourself with the vac stuff. Pfizer wouldn't like that. Yeah. Here's your little medicine." And that's basically how they treat the American public. It's it's shameful. It's ridiculous. And by the way, as much as they love to pay lip service to this. Term democracy, like it's totally contrary to the principles of democracy, because you need an informed citizenry, and their whole purpose let, is to prevent us from being informed.
0: Let, let me, I think we got a clip also from. Want to thank the crack team here in the Florida Real America Voice studio and my own team. Let's go ahead and play. I think we got Tucker a clip from Tucker and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Let's play it.
3: The general theme of my speech was this corrupt merger of state and corporate power which has uh, which has gotten, uh, which is turning our country into a
0: corporate kleptocracy, into a system of socialism for the rich, and this
3: kind of a cushy socialism for the rich, and this kind of brutal, um, merciless capitalism for the poor. Uh, it keeps us in a state of war.
0: I have to say that's also a direct lift from Steve Bannon's speeches, but that's okay. <laughs> brutal form of capitalism for the wealth, or br- brutal form of socialism, or b- socialism for the wealthy, brutal form of capitalism. That's what you're not going to see in primetime on Fox anymore, and right. that's why ABC thinks they can get away from it. Exactly. That one of the best interviews I've seen recently uh, was uh, President Trump with Tucker was amazing on foreign policy, but then uh, Bobby Kennedy came in there. And he was laying down about how you deconstruct the administrative state and this merger of corporate and uh, and governmental power
2: absolutely no I mean RFK is a very exciting addition to uh, the race for a number of reasons because he's you know he's going to be challenging Biden obviously, and you know anybody who compares the messaging i can 't imagine anyone who would resonate more with biden than with than with RFK, but he's also introducing really important Um, topic into the broader sort of campaign discourse. And that is the COVID issue. That's the vaccine issue. That's the lockdown issue. He speaks about the lockdowns with incredible eloquence and perceptiveness. So um, it's, again, that's kind of, You're not supposed to flank the system from either side, and you saw this in a small way with Bernie, and I think RFK is so much – so superior to Bernie. Not even close. So superior. But but still, there was that kind of structural element of a challenge to the establishment or perceived challenge in the case of Bernie um, that – was so unacceptable to the regime and they, you know, the regime effectively neutered Bernie. I don't think they're gonna be able to neuter RFK. He's doing well. He seems his momentum seems to be strong, as we were talking about. He's he's doing better than DeSantis, you know. Cue cue the curb your enthusiasm music, you know, given that he's married to Cheryl Hines. Cue the Larry David music when we learn that RFK is is doing better than DeSantis. So it's um it's an exciting part of the race, and his message is critical, and we need to hear so let's, more of him.
0: Let's, I want to bring in uh, Richard Barris, uh, the People's Pundit, because to, to um, Darren Beatty's point, there's a poll, I believe, out this morning that shows Biden at 70 percent, RFK now at 21 percent, up from uh, t- 12, I think, when he announced it, he went to 70, 21 percent, and Marianne Williamson at 8 percent. The DNC has already said – because this is how they roll – No debates. They're not going to have any debates. No need for a debate, okay? Uh, he's at 21%, and people should understand, except for Tucker th- and, and the mainstream legacy media, he really hasn't gotten any airtime whatsoever. They didn't carry his his uh, the two-hour uh, speech he gave to kick it off. They didn't pick up Hillsdale. They haven't been in interviews, and where he's seen in interviews, it's like ABC. They literally say, come in. Editorial judgment means that we can't show you 90% of the interview, because it's going to get you thinking about things you shouldn't be thinking about, and they're all false anyway, just as a preamble. Right, Barris, tell me about – there's an Emerson poll out this morning. And look, I think Governor DeSantis has done a very good job in Florida. I'm a big advocate of him finishing his term and and, and, and then going on a full run at 28. He's got a lot of work to do here in, in Florida, and clear, clearly the Disney and a lot of people are pushing back on some of the things I think he's doing right. Um, but this poll in, in Emerson –
1: is jaw-dropping. Walk us through the numbers. Yeah, you know, Steve, I I told you so. You know those people that always say, I hate to say I told you so. Not me. I'll openly say it. I mean, it was onward to uh, (laughs) 60 for Trump, weeks in the making. DeSantis, Look, people thought that when he announced, he would somehow get some kind of a bounce. That's never always, you know, always the case. I mean, it it can be with certain candidates. But then what happens is that they get vetted. They get a closer look. The scrutiny comes down on them. The magnifying glass comes down on them. And the truth is, DeSantis is not a very personable guy. He's not a very, you know, one-on-one likable guy. It's just the truth. He's He's a little bit odd. Everybody knew that. So, you know, to win the presidency, uh, you have to be like this is this is really also the case when it comes to the Democratic nominee, because they're doing something more than keeping people out of the debate. Steve DeSantis fell with that scrutiny to 16 percent. All right. And now Trump is above 60. You have RFK creeping higher and Democrats are moving South Carolina to the front of the calendar. Why? Because in Iowa, New Hampshire, you have to shake the hands of voters Five times, six times, look them in the eye, answer all their questions. It's not an expensive media market. So that's why we always had the tradition of competing in these small states first. And Joe Biden is the first and only modern presidential candidate to win the presidency or even the nomination by getting after getting his butt kicked in all of these early personal states. So, you know, I mean, I think there's really a bit of a narrative that's crossing both of these parties here, Steve, which is that. People are doing whatever they can uh, to hide these. I, I don't even know what else to call them, but defects. But can we can Joe we put Biden up the Emerson,
0: Yeah, but can we put up? Can we get the Emerson numbers actually on the screen? I got to yeah. be able to see that. The the Emerson poll and and you called it on this show. I think a week ago, that Trump is going to get in the sixties. And I think at the time, I'm not sure you said teens, but you said Desantis is going to drop to the twenties, the low twenties. He's Below. at sixteen percent in this Emerson poll what the poll he's it's 6216 yeah it's 6216 this is a guy that was at, in certain polls was at 30% or whatever and actually was leading trump i think in certain polls right after the midterm elections he's at 16% this shows
1: Steve- you his campaign right now yeah go ahead go ahead I'm just I got to point this out. You have Mitt Romney's old polling firm, you know, dumping these uh, polls out there, which I cannot believe some sites are even aggregating without crosstabs showing that DeSantis is really close in some of these battleground states. We Florida will be out soon. He's down in his own state to the former president. And it's not really that close. So, I, I mean, that's a career ender. And they're putting out these polls when somebody has a 30, 40. 45 onward to almost 50-point lead nationally in, a, in any primary. They're not going to be down in these battleground states. So, you know, somebody has to say something, call these people out for this because, you know, you got uh, Nate Silver fired at 538. But this is the kind of stink that will remain in this industry if people don't – now that he's gone – Call them out for it. Polls aren't supposed to be used as propaganda. We all know pollsters play games, but this isn't close. You know, if the if the race was like 10 points close, Steve, then maybe New Hampshire might be competitive. Maybe South Carolina may be competitive. They're not competitive. This is a blowout right now, going away. There's no, If you look at the Emerson I, poll, I he has get, no base. Yeah. There is no demographic base for DeSantis. And it's very close to what we're showing. He lost the older traditionalist Republican vote. He lost the educated vote. Trump has a uh, 40 to 50 point lead among different working groups and certain income groups. It's a blowout. It's not close.
0: Hey, hang on one second. This gets back to, um, I'm a strong advocate. The RNC should be like the DNC. The DNC came out and said, hey, no, no debates. Kennedy's at 21% and surging. As you made it, he's higher than, demonstrably higher now than DeSantis in a major poll. Right. And they already said there's no debates. Right. They're talk talking about going to the Reagan Library and having the Washington Post guys chairman and do it and they're gonna have I don't know CNN and these others groups of it. Trump, why would you debate it's the Keebler L's. Why would yeah. you debate the Keebler Elves?
2: No, I mean it's not even a debate unless Trump's there and you know why. Why bother? You know, back in the previous cycle with the debates, uh, Revolver ran very, very detailed analysis of the commission behind it and all of their associations. It was a complete establishment operation. And it ended up as, you know, part of yet another dimension of the attack now, against keep, Trump. I, 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 go, so, go
0: back. Go back. As much as I love seeing Barris and, and Beatty, and not myself, go back up to that chart. I want to put that chart up there. It's so shocking. This is the Emerson Yeah, it's more important than me. Look at that.
2: Yeah, Come on, baby, come no, on! it's it's not even a question. And at this point, it kind of, I kind of feel bad. Like I feel sorry for Desantis. I think he was misled. Um, the whole idea of him running in this cycle was ridiculous and counterproductive. It's hemorrhaging the political capital that he built up as 100%. a good governor. 100%. He should have just waited it 100%. out. But I think people who had their own interests in mind, not DeSantis's interests, and who actually underestimated DeSantis. Because the whole idea that DeSantis had this sense of urgency, he needed to do it now, was based implicitly on this notion that he's a COVID one-hit wonder. That if he waited until 2028, COVID would be done and he wouldn't have anything to brag about. So it's really an insult to him to say you have to do it now because the only thing valuable about you is that you didn't shut down the state in, you know, in a year with with COVID. So it's really done him a disservice. I feel bad for him. He shouldn't run.
0: Barris, hang on. I got Ben and Anthony. We're going to get a little jammed up here. We're going to get it all done. we got to get this information out. Uh, Beating nailed it. Is the consultants going to make 25, 30, $35 million in this? That's what they're looking at. And the donors are, the donors are looking at the same decision, the Murdochs. They're neoliberal neocons. They want somebody in that slot. Okay. Look at that number. Short break. we are back in the warm in in just a moment. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion, and one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, you also receive a free air quality monitor, plus fast free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com code Steve, ekpure.com code Steve. Getter
1: has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas, The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want, the way you want. Download now.
3: This new one looks pretty good. Really? Did you know Ron DeSantis backed deep cuts to Social Security and Medicare? Ron DeSantis? Yeah, he voted to cut Social Security or Medicare, not once, not twice, but three times. DeSantis even tried to raise the retirement age to 70. I thought DeSantis was one of the good ones, but he's
2: just another career politician.
3: America needs Trump. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising.
0: You see, Barris, I'm a huge believer in Beatty. I'm a huge believer in President Trump, those little 90-second policy videos he's been doing. Because once you get reinforced by the policy, you see that Trump is totally different than the rest of these, RNC, rest of these Republicans. And Ron is – and DeSantis – and this is why his campaign, his consultants have done a really poor job. And I think it's part of the reason – I want to correct myself. Uh, Barris did say on here he would be below 20. I remember that Trump would be above 60. He would be below twenty. And I remember even people and some of the people in the chat room. go, I, I don't see that happening. Here we yeah. have Emerson with Trump at sixty two. Trumpet. Can we just put it back up again? The Trump at sixty two, and uh, and uh, DeSantis at sixteen. I mean, these are these are these are incredible numbers. And a lot of that I think is people starting to sit in about the policy differences, and the fact we got the third world war. And I don't think uh, Ron DeSantis. I think his consultants. Uh, did him a disservice by sending him like on a two-day or three-day jaunt over to north Korea and, and Japan to burnish his international experience. It looks ridiculous. It looks like some governor going over there on, you know, bring a couple of jobs back with a factory, which is fine. Hey, I got no problem with that, but that's not gonna put you on the same stage with, with Trump, who's bench pressing the Ayatollahs in Persia. The he's got he had Putin and the KGB backed off, he had the CCP kind of in a box. Now we're in a third world war. It's just not working. This gets back to a mentality, and this I think is one of the important things for the, for the, for the audience to, to... The same decision-making that went in at Fox is the same decision-making that goes into these donors. Yeah. They are neoliberal neocons, and they hate Trump because Trump is the leader of a movement that they can't control. Right. right? And, they, and they see, and, and I got to tell you, Don't think it wasn't on the calculus of of, uh, Lachlan and James Murdoch. When they see Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on that thing – with Tucker Carlson, and they go, man, Absolutely. we're going to have a year and a half of this,
2: yeah. three nights a week. Mitch McConnell uh, is not, not going to like that. <laughs> not going to work. That doesn't like work for us. It. And the thing is, that's it goes to you know why I kind of feel bad for DeSantis because he's been so woefully and unfortunately misled. Is like, does DeSantis really want to allow himself to become the Brian Kilmeade of politics? is is that is that what he is i think he's better than that but this is the function that all of these establishment people are trying to use him for they're trying to use him as the brian kilmeade of politics say okay Trump, we can't control, just like the executives couldn't control Tucker. We need to take him yes. off the list, yes. and we're going to you know, espouse this ridiculous line of Trumpism after Trump, which, as I've said, it's a scam. It is a scam to get rid of both Trumpism and Trump because exactly. you can't disaggregate the movement <laughs> yeah. from the individual. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yes. That's not how it yes. works. But they're trying to use DeSantis as this instrument, and he's, he didn't know where his support came from. His support came from the fact that he was aligned with Trump from the base. That's why the base support him. The establishment wouldn't attack him because they always had him in mind as the instrument to get rid of Trump. Now he's put him in, himself in an acrimonious position in relation to Trump, so he's going to lose that support. And once the establishment is done using him as an instrument, they're going to toss him to the wolves too. 1000%. As these numbers drop, and I
0: said that at CPAC in my speech, Say so like, as soon as they used up DeSantis – They'll go to Youngkin. They'll go to Tim Scott. Brian Kemp, I can already, see the, I can already hear the, the, the Brian Kemp's the new savior for all this. Barris, uh, once again, is this primary in your mind right now over? Should we start thinking about the general election and pulling all the forces together to take down the Biden, Michelle Obama, Newsom, whoever they
1: throw up at us? This is where I wanted to go next, Steve. The $200 million that big mega donors want to throw at Trump in this primary to lose and potentially damage him for a general election would be a lot better spent in matching Democrats. Maybe you, can, maybe you can't maybe can even match them, but you have to close the gap when it comes to this national vote. harvesting gathering is a better word vote gathering operation that they have built since covid which everyone you know thought or would disappear in 2022 it has not Uh, this is going to cost an enormous amount of money that at least has to be three battleground states if not more all to lose because i steve i just don't know how you defeat a martyred Incumbent, And I think a lot of people who are supporting DeSantis um, are listening to a lot of inaccurate historical analogies, like, like the primary will emerge a stronger candidate one is my one of my favorites. That's actually not true in my business. You know, everybody knows that's why the DNC wants to keep RFK down. Uh, everybody knows that primaries, bitter primaries. Do not help incumbents, and Trump is not a new candidate. He is more in the incumbent category. Everyone who had a challenge, whether it was Carter, uh, you know, he ultimately beat Ted Kennedy, but he was defeated. Herbert Walker Bush ultimately beat Pat Buchanan, but he was defeated. Biden could be the only sole weak incumbent in this race. That would be the smarter play here. But again, once you hit sixty, I just I, I I don't I don't know what DeSantis is going to do. Uh, to, to reverse this because again the reason there are reasons he fell. And I don't mean to, like, drone on here with Steve, but the first crack in his armor came from, ironically, when he flip-flopped on uh, Ukraine and it became an issue. And Tucker asked for all of these detailed responses. And do you guys remember this? This is when his his armor first cracked. And then the indictment came and just blew him away. And and it was, again, added scrutiny. And, Steve, I was on your show telling you he was Scott Walker 2.0. That's what's happening here. So – Unless DeSantis becomes a totally different person, this race is over.
0: Right. No, uh, Richard, where do they get, let's hold, we're going to get to this. As they, Richard, real quickly, what's your social media, what's all that? Where, where do people
1: get you, the People's Pundit? Home base, folks, peoplespundit.locals.com. And actually, we'll be on after War Room on Inside the Numbers, talking about this and other things in more detail. A little bit more about Florida, what the polling says in Florida. Uh, again, it's a lot worse than, <laughs> I think, consultants realize
0: does the wife have the day off normally in front of some incredibly impressive computer set with TVs? Looks like you're now, you know, you're getting ready for your cover band practice. I'm, she I'm, does. I'm, calling, the, I'm calling management. I'm calling management. Short break, <laughs> Beatty, The Border, Cortez, all next, only in the war
2: room.
0: War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash war room to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Soul It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart.